in the time between 2001 to 2008 we could have been shut down at least 25 times <laughs> we were it was every 15 days there was a challenge and we uh, i mean like certain things like uh, somebody we get an order it gets cancelled we spend money on it we don't know what to do with it with half things have half cooked we work for movies they plan, they promise to pay they never pay so bad plans backfire employees are not happy because they were not able to pay them on time Welcome to Outliers. We are back this week uh, with uh, Rajiv Chilka, who is uh, the founder of Green Gold uh, Animation. Uh, if that doesn't ring a bell to you, uh, we all uh, have seen our kids grow uh, with this uh, the Chota Bhim phenomenon. So Green Gold is a company that uh, is uh, that that created uh, you know Chota Bhim and and so many other characters. And Rajiv uh, is an entrepreneur who started this journey. Uh, I think 2008, Rajiv. 2001. 2001. Oh, sorry. <laughs> and uh, he's clearly an outlier, at least so far as I am concerned, uh, because uh, uh, I've always looked at what you do uh, and how you do, Rajiv, as uh, uh, quietly building a success story. And uh, for me, and for many people who are interested in discovering. Uh, outliers uh, that's a very important element so so welcome to outliers rajiv thank you pankaj <laughs> i'm excited to be on this uh, event and i think i have some things definitely to share that hopefully help young entrepreneurs and i think uh, as india i think there's so much talent and i think we just need to believe in ourselves and i think all of us we can make take the country to you know to be the number one which it deserves to be Sure, sure, and uh, Eid Mubarak, everyone as well. Uh, in advance, maybe a little, but uh, nonetheless, uh, Rajiv, uh, let's start with the start. Uh, what? How did this really happen? What? Where? Where would you trace this journey to? Really, in your childhood, or yeah. when? When was that? I think, as a kid, I was definitely drawn to animation, to comics, to this world. but my uh, i was growing up in the late 70s to early 80s so that time the exposure to animation was very limited to india television just arrived so uh, in i think my first movie made a lot of impact in my head animated movie that is the first time i've seen any cartoon because this was 1979 if i remember correctly my i was 5 year old kid my dad took me to see the jungle book and uh, the theater was right next to my house so it was easy and so he explained to me that i want you to see this movie it's for kids i said what is this movie about he said it's about so he is being a scientist he had more technical explanation of the whole thing he said you have to you know it's a bunch of drawings that move and you have a camera that you should i couldn't understand anything i just thought it was some scribbles that move or and i said i didn't want to see pencils move <laughs> no he said okay he couldn't explain me because it's something that i've never seen he just said trust me you will like this come then obviously and i am forever grateful to him for taking me to that movie because the moment i went into went to see this film and i walked out i just believed first thing mogli was true I mean, I loved the ending that Walt Disney gave. Uh, the film was I fell in love with the film. It was I just was so enamored by the whole movie experience that I was just thinking about movie for many days. And very soon, I think then I came across, uh, and that remained back of my head as Jungle uh, Jungle Book was uh, really fabulous. And then from there started my um, and as any kid would be drawn drawn to animation, I was also. so watching uh, whatever doodleshan had the cartoons to show like uh, the mickey donald yeah. and these kind of things spider man uh, and same time summer camps we used to go to ymca in hyderabad uh, narayanguda so there we used to they used to play summer movies so they used to play uh, you know 
Tom and Jerry and Lord <laughs> Hardy and these kind of things and Tom and Jerry again became my favorite and yeah. all the kids used to as as every all, all kids would have done this in the childhood so it was there back of my mind and i also was greatly drawn to comics and i used to always think that i w- it would be great to do something Uh, like this you know i like when i used to read some of the comics in amar chitra katha i wanted to see the you know the war happen actually how will, i wanted to see the move horses move and also i used to imagine so but um, i'm sure everybody does that but i i felt i had a strong de- uh, desire that i used to be attracted to this uh, area but i really didn't i was not an artist in terms of uh, in terms of uh, drawing or coloring I was a terrible artist i used to try like i used to enter drawing and painting competition and every time i used to believe i will win but i never won uh, because uh, even though i knew that my drawings were below average or let's say up to an average level i saw some fabulous uh, drawings by other people who deserved the prize and i knew that okay i was far away from being the artist so i really assess my talent that i cannot be real artist but i was a great storyteller like i would always uh, gather the kids in the neighborhood and tell them stories sometimes i just invent the stories and tell i don't know i was great uh, at making up stories <laughs> and also if i go see a movie i used to come and tell everybody that story very dramatically that they were all listen and pause for next couple of hours yeah. I, i used to be able to engage them I uh, but I didn't realize that I had the strength of storytelling it was just a uh, you know spending time with friends kind of a thing summer holidays you know the those TV was not really the thing to a uh, thing so it started somewhere there but I really had no clue that what I wanted to do sure so after so I regular uh, as regular people in Hyderabad especially I went to uh, do my engineering primarily i i would choose an engineering because i wanted to go to us and do study there and mm-hmm. kind of see the world i i love to travel and i wanted to go abroad and see and i was excited about the idea of, of uh, going international flying to us or any other country mm-hmm. so when i uh, when i uh, did my so after my engineering i went to uh, do my masters in computer science from university of missouri kansas city so uh, on the first day of orientation uh, there i heard that uh, so they took us orientation through they took us in a bus around kansas city showing some landmarks and stuff and they would talk in the mic and explain um, uh, which location is this and all so one of the things that came to the first thing was uh, drew my attention was the logo of our school there university of missouri kansas city was a, a kangaroo and uh, so that was designed by walt disney when he began his career wow yes so that's a, almost a 90 year old logo now as of today or 1995 years old so when he was in the beginning of his career uh, walt disney spent his days in kansas city and that, so they they drove around telling okay this was where he lived and a few houses obviously somebody else lived there now but they kind of had some history of walt disney in kansas city and they were obviously became so famous so they were references to him and i was thinking oh wow he started in kansas city then he went then uh, he went to chicago to hollywood so i never realized that disney had to go through this journey to get where he got <laughs> so uh, the next thing immediately was i was working in my student job uh i was working on as a librarian so i was uh, at the library front desk so somebody dropped a book and that was the life of walt disney in my hand and then that caught my attention and then i'm generally not a person to read books and uh, so something like reading about somebody else's life that was something that i've never done and that was kind of my first uh, book which i completely read with interest before that i read but it wasn't Uh, something uh, seriously so this guy's uh, life story when i read i was totally inspired number 1 and number 2 i felt that whatever he has achieved even if i'm able to achieve 5 to 10% of what he did and then i would have achieved something in my life i think today as a company walt disney is different but whatever he made i think that was a true walt disney company where he cared more about that entertainment has to be given to kids you it's not about making money it was about yeah. 
having giving a great time giving back to the society you know so like i mean if you hear his interview on um, disneyland he said like okay i want to like whoever spends that ticket in coming to disneyland i want to ensure that the value of money for getting uh, is uh, they paid for that ticket they basically get the value out of that yes so there's simple words but it really you can think you can see how he was thinking it was not about the whole whole thing was about okay you have to survive you have to run your company but also you have to give back entertainment whatever you're doing you should do it in, at an excellent so he kind of started an animation studio and did all these things at a time when the technology was brand new nobody has done it before so then i thought to myself okay we i'm now in uh, that was just in early days in 95 just just when i reached you us and then i felt okay maybe uh, maybe i should not do computer science and do something to do with filming or something i was really inspired by what walt disney did so after my first semester i uh, in during my first semester i applied to florida film school okay. and i thought i'll go to florida film school and learn how to make films and uh, so they uh, they they gave me the admission and stuff uh, but i did not get any scholarship or anything like that because mm-hmm. that is not a field where but in my computer science thing i had scholarship so my fees were actually not so much that i had to pay mm-hmm. i had a job so it was easy to mm-hmm. you know make ends both ends meet so i had here the fees was something like 20000 dollars a semester obviously i didn't <coughs> have that kind of money and i called up my brother who also lived in us at that time i said my elder brother so i said uh, listen i want to i'm not liking this computer science i don't want to do this it's not like i'm not good at it but i this is not my interest so i said i'm going to quit this and i'm going to join film school he said okay good luck he said so i said okay but i would need your help they said what do you want i said i need 20000 and he said so after 20000 are you done with education or no that's only the first semester so he said that okay great so you can whatever you want to do do but don't expect any help with me not that i don't want to pay for this but i don't think this is the right thing for you to do especially at this time i think you should you have a scholarship finish your education get your masters work for a few years then when you are sure that this is what you want to do make your own money and go and spend it so this is what he said and actually it was very practical advice and it kind of made sense to me and also you know I, Twenty thousand dollars semester. I didn't know. Uh, I mean, I, I'm, I'm sure after a couple of years, I would not be able to afford that. <coughs> so I realized that okay, no, I should do that. So I completed my masters, started working there in US in Kansas City itself, and I tried to study animation in Kansas City, but there were not really good schools there. Then I was looking for in the East, in California side or New York side. There's a lot of decent schools which taught animation. um so finally i uh, moved my job and then uh, i learned animation at academy of art in san francisco <laughs> and so before that in my job in my college in my school in uh, during my masters program everywhere i was a slacker i would never work hard i was lazy i would pretend that i am working in my office just to make sure that I mean, people believe that i'm working and I, obviously i just wanted to serve but i had no interest in work but when i went to learn animation i realized that i was working from 8 in the morning till 2 in the night or studying from so so many hours i'm putting and i'm still fresh and i'm enjoying it i'm so excited about it i kind of realized that this is what i want to do rest of my life right I mean till that time nothing interested me and it's almost like now 17 years after that but I'm still equally excited about the whole field of animation and yeah. arts and this thing so I I knew that immediately I knew this is what I want to do rest of my life so this was in 2000 uh, around uh, August sure. where I completed my summer semester and I wanted to come back to Uh, India. That's when I went to my boss there. I said I'm quitting and he's going. And obviously he was pissed off uh, because that time uh, this was the IT industry. <laughs> Indians going to US was at the peak. The yeah. stock market, anything. I mean, like I was making very good money. Uh, they were taking company was taking very good care of me. 
but I realized that whatever it is, I'll be bored of it. So I left uh, US, came back to India and started. Uh, so I obviously didn't have parental approval. I, uh, my, uh, my dad uh, flew down to, from uh, from India to US when I he heard that I'm going to do this. He flew down to me and he said, are you crazy? You're out of your mind. You're not. My mom and dad both came to US and he said, uh, are you not doing this? And my mom was supporting me. He said, you know, you should let us do. The elder brother is settled. You are settled. What do we need? Yeah. Let him do what he wants to do. My dad was like, no, what will, this is not the field, blah, blah, blah. Then my kind of, my mother made some sense to my dad and he said, okay, why don't you make a business plan and show it to me. If I'm convinced, you come back to India and start this company. Oh, nice. So that was the first time I heard of a business plan. Before that, I had no clue. He asked me, do you know what is a business plan? I said, of course I know. <laughs> so I said, okay, go ahead and make it. So then I went and researched on the internet and I understood what's a business plan. Made a pathetic one but I still made a decent start so he was convinced and then he and my brother kind of helped me kickstart the whole venture uh, so some, somewhere in uh, September 2000 I came back started pre-operation you know we had just moved our house back then to a newer house so we my dad said okay why don't you just use the house because initially you will have trouble paying the rent and all use this place so so I uh, we I did that so we moved into I started the you know networking and those kind of thing and started green gold and so we started operations by end of that year so beginning of January 2001 one as a proprietary concern green gold <coughs> I was single-handedly running in this thing we hired three four people and started working so that was kind of like a long story cut short <laughs> Uh, obviously, back of uh, during this time, a lot of things have happened. It has uh, kind of uh, inspired me to take the journey. There was a time also in the US where the dot com yes. companies and you know, somebody starts a company, they're overnight a millionaire or a billionaire. Yahoo was the story that time, and Microsoft and. Uh, Apple, of course, was not doing at that time great, but there were sto uh, great stories about uh, all these entrepreneurs who uh, inspired me. And it, it, I mean, like success was not going to be easy, but the I, I realized that if you get that success, then it'll be fantastic. Sure. So, no, this this is fascinating. Um, how did uh, how did you start thinking of uh, creating? these characters on your own and and what were some of the early experiments and uh, how did you finally uh, what was the chota beam moment much later of course but what led it to that what all went behind it yeah i think when <coughs> so we started green gold 2001 four three four people working and i realized that uh, so i learned a bunch of software animation and stuff and but i realized here that nobody has background of animation here Animation was just a new thing and sure. there was uh, Pentamedia, Color Chips and a few companies like that who went public and they were doing fantastic and there was a story that back then and we had something at least to look up to, you know, if you have a great journey. So there was some hope. So initially I realized that we didn't have the people to uh, run the, what I wanted to do. So we had to start training people. So we started four or five people, started training them. Same time, these guys were having multimedia experience. There were more multimedia guys than animators or anything. So started doing this uh, uh, thing and started working for uh, corporates. Like started doing small jobs for uh, software companies. Or so many software companies were starting every other day uh, that time. And then uh, so we were started kind of doing services for them. Okay. You know, designing their website, doing some logo or uh, the visiting cards to brochures. So basically we didn't restrict ourselves from doing anything. We made corporate films, which, uh, in, in fact, I was the writer, cameraman, one man army kind of a thing. So when I came back, I bought a digital camera, which nobody had in Hyderabad that time. So so I kind of made them look, made myself look very tech savvy. So everybody were impressed. So it was easy to get, and I always priced things right because I knew that my interest was only to survive the month. Sure. 
pay the bills, survive the month. So I understood what my clients wanted and I saved them money. And so they never left me because they knew that no matter who they go to, I'll give them the best quality as well as the best uh, uh, price. So that kind of worked in my favor and I did that. And that is my policy is that as long as you're making some money on it, I think you should not overprice yourself. Uh, so we, I kind of uh, did that too initially and uh, so so a year like that passed and I realized that this is not what I want to do again I'm getting into this trap of survival like uh, this thing and then I felt okay so now by now we're making some money that can I can hire four more people four more computers and I thought okay let me start a 2d animation studio and we bought in in 2002 some people from uh, a different uh, studio startup like an educational academy I found these guys who could do animation and they knew uh, the techniques and stuff <coughs> they knew drawing and all so these were little trained so I bought these guys and uh, started uh, working uh, with them trying to make some pilots and we we were kind of trying to work for films and stuff for animation and stuff and trying to do uh, so we chose like when somebody came to us asked them if we can make Vikram Betal for them in animation so we kind of made a pilot episode of Vikram Betal by the time that guy has uh, ran away and he never paid us any money but he asked <coughs> us to do a Vikram Betal pilot and he vanished so uh, so we made a pilot anyway so mm-hmm. Vikram Betal anyway the team was there and we were figuring out what to do with it. Mm-hmm. You know, we had no clue. And then I thought, okay, let's make one more pilot. Mm-hmm. And I wrote a story and we made that pilot as well uh, with Vikram Betal, which was more a universal story that can go to uh, other countries. It looked very, whatever, if I look, those, look at those things, they looked very amateurish because they had really in- inexperienced yeah. team and stuff. But, uh, but that kind of... Uh, taught us how the production cycle and stuff like that. So on one side, we were doing the services to corporates and advertising agencies. By now, we were people were wanting to work with me because we were very professional. We delivered on time. Yeah. Any crazy deadline was there, we would work overnights. So we started doing some projects for even for uh, the STPI, or all those kind okay. of things. So the contacts were there. My brother was also in software industry. So we were doing, but those were really making us think, but it wasn't, again, the passion that we started this animation studio. So in one of the key trips I went to, so there was somebody in paper, one of the animators saw that in paper, Cartoon Network is today there in in Hyderabad, they're doing some Beyblade competition or something. Mm -hmm. And this was, I said, okay, let's go. I saw the location, I went to meet them. And uh, so there was all kids and all, and adults were not allowed, so... I kind of uh, I requested to meet the Cartoon Network guy and some one guy came, he said, listen, I'm doing events, I don't do whatever you talked about, uh, but if you want, I'll give you the email address of the, this lady who runs uh, programming and he gave me the email address. So I wrote to her and then she invited to come and show me what we were doing. And so we went to uh, Bombay. I, I mean, I went alone actually. And uh, I went to Bombay and went to meet Cartoon Network and they asked me to show what we got and I showed the project that I created uh, which was pretty universal then she said listen this kind of project we we have loads of tapes everybody in the world make this it's easy to acquire that but what do you, what else do you have because this is not we are not interested in this product then I said okay we have made Vikram Betal so the pilot also I was carrying luckily so on the tape, so we had just tape, so we had it, I showed it to her. She said, okay, I like this thing, uh, can you make this for us? I said, we can make it, but what is the, can you give me an order? Uh, so she liked that show, she said, we cannot give you an order, and but you make it and then we'll buy it. I said, can there be any promise or something like that? She said, but the, uh, okay, they said, okay, before that we only paid this much. Uh, okay, I said, um, so that was not sufficient to meet the cost of, oh production in any way so it was only 5-10% of the cost so then I realized that okay how do I make this I was under the impression they will pay a lot of money or at least make the cost of production so that was a bad news for us and then I didn't know what to do because that was the only Indian channel back then 
There's only one cartoon network. There's no Absolutely other kids, nothing. kids channel. And the kind of, they were also new. They were just started. They, had, they were about going about their news. They didn't have enough budgets. So they had to run by thing. So I came back and I was figuring out. I realized, okay, let's keep making it. And everybody started working international projects and were coming that had more money and all. But I didn't, was, I felt, okay, no, this is something that we we should not do. And so we started producing episodes of Vikram Betal, thinking, okay, we'll see. So there was one, like one team was making, well, like I said, all these corporate ads. <laughs> Everything, the same team was supporting the 2D team to produce some output. So we produced three episodes of Vikram Betal in, in some time. And in the meantime, all these things I was doing, I met my partner, Samir Jain, who okay. was also my client. He was, he was into, you know, a lot of things actually, a bit of uh, cosmetics, a bit of uh, factories and uh, chemical manufacturing, real estate. So he was a bit into everything. So he used to, I was, uh, he was happy to work with, and we got along very well. He, we became friends. So he used to come and sit in my studio to get work done. And same time he was watching and he was totally, uh, um, he was also very drawn towards it. And then he also saw me, my work uh, ethics, how hard I was working, how um, uh, I was trying to make uh, shows, you know. Uh, and all then, then he said, you know, Rajiv, why don't we do one thing? Why don't we work together? You know, I see that you work, you're going crazy, working so hard that actually you cannot achieve your dreams the way you work. Why don't we work together? So kind of made an offer to fund the whole thing and for obviously a share in the company and uh, stuff and I took some time I didn't yeah. say yes or no we kind of started getting to know each other and took some time and then he joined hands and then I thought I realized that I can't handle the pressure of paying so many people's salary every month and obviously <coughs> then I'm running in the wrong direction so after he came it made it a little easier to uh, for me to focus on more creative stuff <coughs> so during this time Three um, three episodes of Ikram yes. Betal we made. Uh, my team came to me and he said, "Okay, listen, uh, Rajiv, I think uh, what we are doing is not uh, is going to be difficult because in Vikram and Betal, every time Vikram Betal repeat, but every time every story has new characters, yes. new locations. So every time we are wasting time in deciding uh, designing these assets and." Mm -hmm stuff so if we can have a story where the characters repeat locations repeat then we can produce at cheaper cost or at least we can produce it faster so it completely made sense to me the same night then i sat figuring out with my partner so he was sitting across my table so it was kind of inspiring me you think you think you can do something you know so we kind of was thinking and it was just more more a casual thing and then we were turning amar chitrakata comics. Then I started reading some list of Amar Chitrakata, you know, back of Amar Chitrakata, the list of names of the books and all. And I was looking over and suddenly I ran across Bhima, uh, Bhima the Pandava or something like that. It was a book <laughs> title. Immediately my, kind of my eyes stopped there, my heart stopped there for a second. My mind stopped there and it felt something, no, one second. Bhima is drowning and Bhima was also my favorite character as growing up as a childhood. In my child, as a kid. So I kind of uh, stopped at that. And then I said, okay, how about we name Bhim? And then I started thinking aloud, Ki, okay, but Bhim, then there's Arjun and Mahabharat and Shakuni and Dildras and unlimited characters. No, no, Bhim doesn't make sense because then again he's growing up. Same problem our people will kill. They will kill me, become better, still better. So then I said, okay, let me just think about this. Okay, how about we make little Bhim? Then I thought, okay, Little Beam, Bhima's stories are not there, you know. There's actually between Bhima being born, Bhim being born to, be, uh, I'm talking about Mahabharata yes. Bhim, to the time he reaches Hastinapur, hardly any story of him is there in between. Then I realized, okay, if we are doing, uh, if we are doing something on Bhim, we cannot do the original one because uh, there is no story. Yes. So, and we kind of, like when we were doing Vikram Betan, <coughs> There were uh, so many other people also doing Vikram Betal. Yes. People were doing those flash CDs, CDs. So we kind of didn't give us great security when we were, something like that. So I felt, okay, let's just... Then immediately within 10 minutes, this whole concept was made. And uh, I just started thinking and then I started jotting down. I said, we'll just call him Chota Bhim right now. 
and then so Bhim is in a fictional town. Immediately I connected with the scene that I saw where Kichak, uh, not uh, so Bhim kills Kichak and Kichak was playing tabla, and Bhim comes and Bhim plays tabla as a woman, and he kills him. So some movie scene in uh, I saw in my childhood. And Bhim and uh, Kichak have a wrestling and Bhim kills Kichak. So that scene, man, Bhim was playing tabla. So immediately I said, okay, Dholak, Dholak, okay, I said, Dholakpur. So Dholakpur was born. Then I said, okay, Bhim is alone. Who is he? Started giving him friends. So the names, Bhim, Chutki, Raju, Jagu, Kalia, Dolubul, it just happened in like less than seven, eight minutes. Wow. This whole thing. And this was about nine in the night. And nobody was in the office. So I went back. Home, I was very excited. Uh, I came back. So my partner was generally always encouraging of any idea I gave. So he loved it. So I knew that, okay, he, he loves every idea. So I was not very convinced that about his feedback. Yeah. So I said, let me just talk to the team. Then I I told, call the team, the key people. I said, listen, guys, I had an idea this night, last night. I'll just tell you what you guys, be honest and tell me. Then I told them this idea. They all loved it. They said this is brilliant. Some people, I mean, some they were a little senior than me, some were junior than yeah. me. So then I thought, okay, it sounds now I have some, you know, kind of assurance that it is good. Then I started developing the storyline, character sketches, uh, details about everything, the stories, how they can. Then we started making some pilots. This was in 2003. So, so 2003, this uh, was. Developed. So we made some pilot and we tried to sell Beam, but it nobody wasn't very interested in that thing. And in the meantime, some uh, some we again approached Cartoon Network saying, "What about Vikram Betal?" So they said because we already made three episodes, we wanted to monetize that. So then new a new guy came we called Vishnu Atriya. He saw our showreel. He liked it. Now, in fact, a call came from them because Shoril was lying in their, in their studio and their office. They saw Vikram Betal. Then they, we got a call and uh, uh, I think uh, Samir got a call because Samir went and handed over them. Again, I updated Shoril after we made this three goals. He got a call and immediately called and told me that like, I got a call with it. Go immediately to Bombay, meet Vishnu and let's see what happens. So I went to meet Vishnu and then he said, what can you do? We only have three episodes. I said, obviously, how much can you pay? So again, a small money. So I said, okay, for, we cannot afford to produce a new episode with this money, but we are already made the content. We are happy to take whatever we get. But let's do one thing. I'll add a beginning and end to the story. We stitch it in, release as a television movie. So he liked the night, that idea. He said, okay, that sounds great. So I said, can you give us an order? He said, no, I can only give you that we are interested on a later head. I said, okay, that will also do. Anyway, it's everything is made. We're kind of desperate to make it work. So he gave the, the order and we kind of, uh, uh, we went back, came back, did completed project, delivered it. They loved it. They said, they aired it. It was, it did very well that year. And people called me from many places, congratulated. Because that time anything Indian came on, yeah. people used to notice. Even now, I think. <laughs> yeah. So I got a call and people appreciated a few calls from Hong Kong, Turner. And then I knew that, okay, this was something. Then the next thing they said, what, what can you make? I said, we have a great idea, Chota Beam. They looked at it, they brushed it aside. No, no, we can't risk with a contemporary idea. Uh, can you do something in mythology? Then I said, okay, we can do the story of Krishna. Then he said, okay, and I always wanted to do Krishna from, again, uh, when he started, that was one of the goals to do a feature film on Krishna. And, but obviously no lack of finances and everything, we couldn't do then. But then he said, okay, Krishna, we will, uh, we will do, if you give Krishna, we'll give, uh, if you do Krishna, we'll give you uh, the thing. I said, okay, can you give an order? He said, okay, I, same thing, I'll give you a letter. I said, listen, there I know I knew that time 17 companies were producing Krishna. <laughs> wow. I, I had done my research, animation company, everybody is doing Krishna. I said, 17 companies are doing Krishna. I'm not stupid enough to do this one. <laughs> because Vikram Betal, I knew nobody was doing yeah. it. They kind of people started, left it. So here, if you may order, then I'll do it. Otherwise, forget about it. So, so he kind of convinced his team. They gave us an order. 
and in the meantime we also realized that vikram betal we can we could monetize some money through home video and we thought we could do some more things but the characters were not friendly enough for kids so we couldn't <laughs> do any products so we went on to do krishna we signed pre-signed home video deals and a few things so we kind of raised money mm. there was another company called pmi in mumbai we kind of tied up they agreed to produce this <coughs> so i kind of started moving things started moving very quickly so krishna happened it went on to be the top shows of that year oh, okay. and release number 1 2 3 ratings all were best of the entire year was those three four films of krishna we produced i mean television films <coughs> and so it became i mean like it became a rage actually at that time but it's because krishna nobody actually yeah. got a recognition or anything like that and that's when again they said what else can you make uh, then i said okay this is the by then i understood channel thinking <laughs> trps and all those things i said listen this this show will give you one trp it's okay <laughs> no it makes sense and then they also knew by now that not many people were crazy enough to produce at a loss and uh, and also knew that i had new storytelling so they the ratings were doing well their company was making money the ad rates went high all time high by now there many other channels also have come cn was not the only channel so oh, you had choice other, yeah other others were also there <coughs> disney was there in i mean a few years back only <coughs> all this we also went to everyone disney hangama hangama also launched we went to whoever was there back then went to everyone everyone rejected chota game uh, so we we last attempt we made again to turn and said this is the best show ever this trust me you will not regret so they kind of heard me out because i already was working with them so we signed uh, we signed the deal and then a little bit of a bomb they put on me that okay we're going to put chota beam not on cartoon network but on a channel which is pogo which is they are about to close shut down the channel so there was a last resort for them to put this show to save pogo so the management decided okay we want to put it on pogo so then they said oh, they asked me uh, are you okay with it i said i know that irrespective of what i say you will do what you have to do and i i think <coughs> i think it's a gam- i told them the exact word i said this is a gamble but if it works on pogo for bhim then pogo will become the face of the channel and that is the best thing that can happen to us and and same time on cartoon network you have so many things the slot rate is less so i think it's a risk worth taking please i have no objections to it so it was a very crazy thing because yes. pogo was the last channel then and then pogo uh, was not even distributed properly it was that time cable was more prominent <laughs> nothing was visible by the time you see 54th or 70th channel was pogo and you could hardly see it while cartoon network band was like 18th or 3 or 7 right there different cables had there in that thing so we knew it was a risk but we also had no choice but to agree with what they said but it turned to be a blessing in disguise and as the show was good people liked it and this was in 2008 april 6th it went on air and that's why you remember 2008 so that was a turning point for our yeah. studio and uh, everything uh, for us has forever changed after he has come on television so we went on to it's a no secret it went on to be a phenomenon and uh, the today whatever we the company is entirely built on this one success of one show and bhim obviously was very special for us because we built our licensing and merchandise business entire business is built on this one character one show and then post bm we have done so many spin offs of this show today still we are surviving 10 years later almost to uh, 2007 we signed bm it eight it went on air so it's almost 10 years now yeah. and in 10 years we have purely survived on this show we have done spin offs like mighty daju is a spin off yes. of this show uh we had arjun which was one out of this show which was on disney channel we had uh, we have recently super beam which is uh, again an evolution of this show so it really worked out well for us so it was the story i think of this uh, for indian animation it was the story basically so it what? became the mickey mouse of india i would say what is uh, i mean 10 years uh, how do you describe beams uh, 
success in numbers like <clears throat> like how many kids watched it or what what was it like so uh, as per research what we do uh, and some of the articles on the net and all it looks like about 73% of indian kids follow chota bean and uh, so uh, um, more in the peak of its thing than now but pretty much uh, every kid has grown up at some point or <coughs> a uh, few months to a few years to a long thing they have grown up on chota bean where is now six last 10 years they have grown up um, so bean uh, so, which turns out to be tv audience wise about 40 million plus viewers but tv measurement data is not accurate in india it's not goes to every household but the best thing that <coughs> bean has achieved is um, it has got equal success in kerala or andhra or <coughs> telangana or madhya pradesh or you know uttar pradesh or uh, west bengal or wow. northeast or kashmir or bangladesh or pakistan or nepal or all these countries which have a similar thing even in indonesia it's become a phenomenon it did extremely well when we did that so the best thing it animation obviously is universal yeah. and i felt very proud that it although everybody saw initially the at this as a hindu character which i didn't believe it was just a kid i went on explaining to people this got nothing about god it's just a story of a kid he wears a dhoti just i have given that dhoti just to have you know a color to the kid and be different about wearing you know uh, so animated character with yellow or so many with the other colors i thought orange nobody has done let me do that and so it kind of had initial a little bit official but beam uh, viewership wise i think that is what it still continues to be in the top 2 3 shows even today after 10 years and our new shows super beam we have launched uh, episodes have just launched actually the movie uh, episode uh, tv movies also we launched that are doing very well and we are excited about this series we hope this will do well we have uh, on pl- on cards we are planning for a live action film of chota beam we are planning of 3d animated feature film of chota beam uh we want in the future we want to do a theme park mm. where beam is also part of the whole thing <coughs> that is some five years away at least uh but overall i think uh the entire foundation of the company is made out of chota beam <laughs> not so chota after all yes, absolutely you <laughs> know uh, <clears throat> final uh, couple of questions i have uh i remember i think a couple of years when we met for the first time you talked about uh, almost like a near death experience uh, that that you had in your venture i mean there were a lot of problems happening and then beam happened and that kind of it's, it was not just bailing out of yeah. pogo but it was for you as well right yeah. so uh, what was uh, what what are one or two things that you learned from those challenges that you faced or or there were near failures or things like that I think in the time between 2001 to 2008, we could have been shut down at least 25 times. We were. It was every 15 days there was a challenge, and we. Uh, I mean, like c- certain things, like uh, somebody we get an order, it gets cancelled. We spend money on it. We don't know what to do with it. The half things are half cooked. We work for movies. They pl- they promise to pay. They never pay. so bad plans backfire employees are not happy because they were not able to pay them on time uh, so obviously uh, one time like when we did a, one of the movies that, uh, one of the shows that i forgot to mention was we made a show called bongo on doordarshan mm-hmm. so my entire team suddenly abandoned me because they got a better job offer in dq entertainment so eight of them overnight they left me and went away they came and told me but i said can you at least work till the end of the month to uh, for me to find new people so they didn't listen and this show was movie was live uh, sorry the episodes were going live on uh, television so we had and about 13 episodes were already delivered and we had to make now every week we had to make one episode and in that about 7 minutes of animation was there but i was hands on so i was the key guy so i could manage so i got some students uh, hired some students and uh, kind of uh, rebuilt everything 
and we did that but it was actually a very <laughs> tough phase because the key people that were well with me 3 4 years <laughs> suddenly left and uh, i think it was a, a sad thing but it was taught me lessons that prior to that i was very emotional with you know employees and everything but i realized that everybody has to make their own decision for their own good future so it, it made sense to me to be more practical that i cannot get attached to people and that kind of a thing and i can only get attached to projects and you know uh, you know goals and stuff like that so obviously i still trust people and the thing but at that moment i felt like very betrayed and stuff so uh, so that was one moment sure. another show, like few more times like sure. you know after some time samir developed cold feet he couldn't he had his health problems he couldn't fund any more we were out of funds uh, so 3 4 months were terrible times then we kind of uh, and then i stopped working all the other clients so i had to go and again ask them for work restarted in the meantime uh, we 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 had getting some orders <coughs> we had already started getting name even before we in, in the circle and uh, uh, so uh, then one company came pmi they came forward to help so they saved us again from shutdown uh, but again another setback was just 10 10 days before chota bhim went on air uh, the office we, we built a new office uh, which i don't know if you've been to or begum pet office yeah I, i met you there first time okay <laughs> so we so that office so we just made the brand, uh, brand new interiors we were inaugurating that office in 4 days and there's this fire and uh, on the first floor so there was ground floor and fourth floor more so totally five stories five stories so first floor the fire originated because of some there was only one electrical connection to that building and that short circuit something happened in the night <coughs> on a saturday night and from first floor the fire spread to almost to fourth floor so first second third were completely damaged and burnt out acs you know uh, infra all the wiring uh, ac ducting uh, furniture wood plywood everything gone everything wiped out and first thing we didn't have money to pay them the first time and uh, fire station was just uh, less than 100 yards away interestingly but being saturday night they had some challenges to bring that so they came very within an hour. actually they came in an hour's time uh, they were only 100 yards away like i said so but till then the damage was done and a lot was burnt away and everything but still it, it could have been worse uh, it could have been worse but so we had once first second third floor completely damaged and fourth floor partially damaged so we had to rebuild so unfortunately that the visit was timed with pmi investors coming to decide whether they wanted to invest in chota beam or not so they saw they came the next day they were coming on monday and this happened on saturday night so there's no way i can hide or anything like that so i told them what happened and it was all over the newspaper and news and stuff new i mean so then uh, i showed them i took them to side this is what happened and they obviously kind of had a negative feeling they pulled out of the funding and everything so fair enough because they got obviously anybody who saw that would have been scared luckily there were no people living there so nothing or mm. no files or hard hard disk or anything lost uh, but this was a very uh, uh, this was a moment where i felt like you know how much ever i'm putting effort how much i'm facing there's so much hurdles i cannot take it anymore i had that kind of a moment this no this is enough now this is it where i quit i felt that for about 15 minutes then i went and had a beer and then i was okay <laughs> so so 15 minutes i felt more very terrible and then uh, so again i lost uh, the investors and everything and so but obviously i wanted to keep going so one of the offers that one of the guys said to me that okay you go back to the old office team uh, reduce the team size and st- uh, start again I said, listen. I don't think I want to move backward yeah. because I believe in moving forward, and I don't see this as anybody's fault. It happened. It happened. But we have a order. We're doing great. We shouldn't be conservative. This is a time to take bigger risk. So one of the challenges was to pay all these guys. So first thing. So and then they had to supply me all the material again. 
So I called all of them one time, and uh, before they could hear from every other source, I called them to the office. I showed them what happened. I said, "Listen, guys, uh, now this has happened. I know I have to pay you guys. I will pay you as soon as I have. Within three months, I'll promise you. I need a favor from you all. No, not only for payment will be delayed of what you paid. Now you have to pay supply everything that you supplied to me again, and I'll take another three more months after that to pay that money." and i thought they will thrash me there but interestingly they all were okay with that oh that's nice and i was actually literally shocked actually that they were okay with that they said okay sir i'll support you in whatever manner obviously they said we'll charge an interest rate i said sure. i have no problem with that go ahead so so everybody supported that moment which was a kind of a moment where i could have you know kind of said okay this is it but that kept their unknown people i'm meeting them first time or second time because if supplied to me through my you know admin guys they went and oh, spoke yeah. first time i'm meeting them face to face and dhim is not there at all nobody knows about chudavi today people can give me some loan maybe but that time nobody knew so 10 days later after this event incident rather dhim uh, went on air it became a hit cartoon network came to us they said we want you to uh, make another 13 i said you see my halal i cannot do it <coughs> the money that you are paying is also not sufficient so and you are also paying me after delivery which yeah. is impossible so if you can pay every episode in advance i can deliver because of this bad time otherwise i will not ask you this so they kind of helped me out in whatever way they could in terms of uh, advances and stuff they kind of kept the company going and after that also i kept looking for funding nobody funded uh, whoever came so and i always told the truth to the investors that till 5 years you will not make money only after 5 years you will make money so they didn't want to hear that obviously so nobody uh, nobody came forward and <coughs> so which was turned out to be a blessing in disguise because i have we i have the larger share today if they came then i would have probably had nothing today and uh, so it worked out all all is well that ends well so after that event incident whatever uh, i got married and my wife bought me all the luck which i needed very badly because till that time even if i touched gold it was becoming a brick you know <laughs> but suddenly once uh, some good luck came into sure. my life through in form of my wife and family sure suddenly whatever i was touching is becoming gold now so it was very reversed my life just reversed overnight and suddenly all the positive things people were listening to what i was saying they're agreeing with whatever i'm saying they're allowing to my terms and conditions <coughs> obviously because all that because also i was desperate to survive so and then it worked out and then to no looking back sure and in in still we were struggling producing chotabim because we we're doing a traditional way of drawings yeah. and all we moved digitize the entire thing in 2009 before most companies turned paperless we turned paperless and that decision also was a key decision for us to start being able to meet our costs sure prior to that we were not able to we needed funds but certainly with turn of event digitizing paper less initially first two months were pretty bad it was even uh, we because everybody was training on the software it didn't uh, it didn't work out but suddenly after two months the production same people the production output was two times more so the same rent <coughs> they paying same people were able to produce two episodes suddenly my episode cost comes down by 30% mm-hmm. uh keeping all overheads and everything in mind and i mean that was the turning point for us mm-hmm. and some key people joined us some good people once we had a nicer office a uh, lot more people joined us then who came to see us heard about us used to come and see our small office and not decide not to join uh, but then once we moved into office we attracted better talent mm-hmm. because it, people want to believe also this company is secure you know yeah the first company where weight was people would not believe okay this is a company will survive So all these minor things really went on to 
uh, add value to the whole thing and we kept always innovating, reinventing the wheels, doing different things and continuously growing, investing back into the tech company and technology, investing back into people and doing new things. <coughs> and today I'm pretty happy that we are almost close to 600 people now. We have uh, offices in Bombay, Hyderabad, Delhi, Delhi Chennai, offices uh, in US, Singapore, and uh, and presence almost uh, some, uh, at least in 15, 20 countries in terms of our con content. We are on Amazon, we are going to be soon on Netflix. I wanted so, to ask you that, like, yes. <clears throat> you have had this long journey with television. Yes. Now, in the new mediums, you Netflix, Amazon's of the world, right? Yes. How, so do, do you see better and bigger opportunities now for your content or things that you create uh, in this whole, well, you know, streaming world that is around us? <clears throat> Absolutely. <clears throat> so I think Netflix and Amazon are boom to, to the content creators. Hmm. You know, uh, TV stations and all have obviously have been also born new channels came today, 25 kids channel in India. So in, you can see in 16 years, 17 years from one channel to 25. So that there itself, there is a lot of work to do. <coughs> and to top on add that Amazon, Netflix and other star, Hotstar yeah. and Woot and other things. So there, that side is growing obviously. Yes. And yes. I think at some point all these TV channels will convert digital soon. Uh, at some point uh, so but I think it just uh, we were able to <coughs> monetize the creations uh, we have done uh, through Amazon or Netflix so it kind for people who own IP it is a blessing in disguise and people who didn't own IP they would regret not having the IP the, but uh, it worked out very well for us as uh, we could uh, take more risk new shows sure. we launched we could launch our American operations. So these kind of things, uh, you know, extra money always helps <coughs> in achieving your ambitions a little quicker. And, and final question, like if, uh, uh, you know, if we are meeting again 10 years down the line, Rajiv, <laughs> you know, you had a very eventful past 17 years. What would you have liked to achieve uh, when it comes to things that you're doing today? Yeah, see, I'll tell you one thing is for sure that <coughs> Our best is yet to come. You know, a lot of people believe that. I mean, they come sometimes say that, okay, Chota Bing is one one episode, uh, one success story you have and nothing else. And uh, it is it's the truth. I mean, it actually inspires us that we have something to prove to the world that we are not a fluke and we're going to achieve this again and again and again and again. And uh, so that is, you know, something we want to achieve is create more shows that are loved <coughs> by people across India. And not just in India, we want to be a global player. And one of the things that we would love to do is produce animated feature films for the world market. Like how there is a Frozen or uh, most recently, I think there was just Cast 3 and so many other movies made either by Disney or Pixar <coughs> or or uh, you know Dreamworks made in US released worldwide uh, uh, I think that is a dream for us to achieve that we want to have a movie made out of India uh, maybe in collaboration with somebody in the beginning and have a global release and have a successful release that would I mean for me it is not about Oscar or something yeah. no I think for <coughs> me it is about how, how people like your thing are, are you able to entertain and are you able to achieve this globally? I think our shows have done well, but to a limited audience, we want to be able to achieve this globally. And my idol is Walt Disney, so I would like to achieve what some of the things that he has achieved, like the theme park and all. It is not easy at all. I don't know how we did 50 years ago. Today only it is not easy with venture capitalist funding and all banks and everybody credit to fund. Still it is not easy just to plan the whole thing. So honestly, every time I look at these things, I really admire what he has achieved 50 years ago when no technology was really available to what level it is. So these are the few things that we are wanting to achieve. And we also want to uh, be known as a... Uh, a company that came out of India which has done well, you know, Indian Indian companies are more known as 
service companies yeah. and they have unfortunately like to service international people <coughs> but i think time has come for indian companies to they have they are the talent we have the talent we have the brains we have the product brain also we are creating everything but for others i think it's time we should do things for ourselves work for ourselves create products you know and i think india good thing about india self sufficient market it is never in ending uh, so i think it, we should make uh, india proud thank you thank you rajiv this was this was really fascinating and uh, very inspiring so more power to you thank you pandit thank you